Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. This is the show where conversations save lives. It's HopeNet Radio. Jeff and DW with you tonight. I am so excited, Dave, to be back in studio with you, man. How you doing? Good, man. We've missed our listeners every Sunday. I'm thinking, man, uh, we need to get back together and be able to talk to our friends and, and help them again understand how much God loves them. So I'm excited for this year. I hope we have some um, great excitement out there that people will share the program with people and uh, and get involved with our live coaches and get involved with some of the things we're saying and interact with us. And we'll give them ways throughout the years to do that. And we've got some new voices this this year. This is the start of our second year officially I can't believe it. We've already gone through 48, I believe, 48 shows of HopeNet Radio, episodes of HopeNet Radio. And this is, it's really exciting. We started off last year, our very first episode is about stories and how we've all got one. And before we get into just our topic, if you're new to this show, we've got a couple of ways that you can connect with us. And we would love for you, as we're going through our conversation tonight, we want you to be a part of the conversation. You can always email us your story or any thoughts to hope at hopenet360.com. Also new, we're starting something brand new this year. We're going to do HopeNet Radio tweetbacks on Twitter. So from the time the show starts until an hour after the show is done we're going to do some tweet back time so if you have some thoughts or you want to just jab at us while we're on the air or after the show and just ask us different questions about the topic we're talking about we'll even have guests on twitter as well answering your questions you can just search for the hashtag hnrtb that's for hopenet radio tweet back so hashtag hnrtb uh, pretty simple. We'll be on Twitter. You can follow our HopeNet Radio Twitter handle there at HopeNet Radio or HopeNet360. And we've got some links on our website for that as well. So we're glad that you have joined us on the show. If you are new to the show, it is the show where conversations save lives. And what we mean by that is this is a place where we'll talk about a lot of different things. We'll give some perspective, some more biblical perspective or higher thinking perspective when it comes to different issues. We do talk about things like depression and suicide and some of the things that are hard to and difficult to talk about. We also talk about spiritual things, why things that happen in our life have a spiritual perspective to them as well. So we share that. We have a lot of different guests on this show who will share things that they're doing. And one of those that I'm glad to have back on the show with us more this year is Tara Kay. Tara Kay is officially, you are officially the outreach director with Damascus Road. Tell us about this new development. I'm- well, it's so great to be back. So hey, everybody. Um, I'm so excited for this new new year and um, been doing a lot this summer with Damascus Road. We've been uh, out doing some hotel outreach. Um, if you guys didn't know, I work with victims of human trafficking and we've been educating hotels, especially right before big events in Oshkosh. We talked to hotels about human trafficking right before EAA and we were able to get them information about what to look for in their hotels if they might see somebody who is in need of help and how they can get them help. So mm. um, that's just one of the examples that we've been doing and um, just really excited for what God is is opening doors for us to do in the fall. Well, you know, I, I like asking uh, all of our guests, especially at the beginning of something like this, a very significant question. Um, do you like peeps? <laughs> yes, I believe we discussed this in a previous episode. Yeah, well, and um, I, I know don't you don't, but I do. <laughs> you're kind of on a lower level list Sorry. for me then. That's fine. I, I just wanted to know if you like peeps or not, because I do it like, seems to be the Hope Net 360 question for anyone who's on. So I just did wondering. just see a commercial that was like peeps. Now they have peeps all year round. It oh, was like no. A, yeah. oh. <laughs> and I oh. thought of you, Dave. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I do like blowing them up in the microwave. Okay, we better get on to something else. I like the Packers, though, too. Can I be yeah. back up on the list now? Please? Uh, <laughs> you're up there a little bit, but the, the peep things is kind of hard. I mean, that puts you, like, for, with last year's Kyle, and he's a Bear fan, oh, so no. it kind of puts you on that level. I know. I really hope he's listening right now. I yes, have an extra ticket to the Packer game next week. Do you want to come, Dave? Will that put me up higher <laughs> on the list? 
Not man. if you're bringing peeps. Oh. <laughs> All right. So you can always connect with us anytime at hope at hopenet360.com. If you want to share your story, how you have been doing this summer, we've missed you. We've taken a, a few weeks off. So if you listen to the podcast, you're probably just going from the last episode to this episode. You didn't really miss much. Well, maybe just week to week. But we took a time off just to kind of refuel and refocus. And so we're glad to be back on the air. You're going to hear a few new voices this year. Uh, we're working on some things with having some more regular guests as far as in studio with us. Also, one of those new voices with us on the show this year is Jason. Jason is the program director at Silver Birch Ranch. And Jason, I officially want to just give you a warm welcome to the show. Glad to have you on this year. Yeah, I'm excited to be on. Uh, it's something I've been looking forward to, and I'm excited to be a part of the show and just even share my story and be able to uh, be encouraged by other people's stories as we go. Yeah, would you just share a little bit about what you do and who you are and what kinds of things you like? Do you like peeps too? Uh, unfortunately, I think uh, peeps are disgusting. Um, Thank you. So I'm just going to throw that out there right away. You know, our, our studio over here is a no peep zone. No peeps. Oh, yep. I miss those guys. My so yeah. loving <laughs> um, friends. Yeah, that's why we're happier. We're happier <laughs> over here. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. But yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun uh, being up here at, at Silver Birch. With my job, I'm pretty much in charge of summer, so I get to cast a vision each summer, uh, not only picking out a theme, but kind of picking out a, a biblical principle that we want to expound upon. And so we actually just finished up um, summer 2014 here. It was called The Empire, um, and it was kind of a Roman-esque sort of theme. And we were just wanting young people to stand up in a generation where um, it may not be the easiest thing to do, much like back in the Roman time for Christians. It, was, it wasn't the easiest thing for them to stand up and live for Jesus. Um, and that's what we kind of encouraged them to do. So it was a lot of fun. But more about me, you know, it's just been fun being here. Before I came to Silver Birch, I was actually a missionary in Northern Ireland and was able to uh, meet a lot of uh, fun people over there and work with, with high schoolers over there, probably struggling with a lot of the same things that that young people here in the state struggle with. Um, and so I'm excited to share some of those stories this year and, and be able to speak uh, out of those stories into some people's lives. So I'm really excited. Did you wear a kilt? I didn't, no. Yeah, do they wear them over there? Is that Scotland? That's more Scotland. That's Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. So, Come on, sorry. Dave. I went to a Chicago public school. I'm sorry. I, 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 I get those <laughs> things messed up. So your world history class was kind of like continents. What world history class? <laughs> That's sad. Oh. I'm a social studies yeah. teacher. I'm a little sad right now. All right, a little tear. I'm just wondering about the kilt thing because I was in, in Colorado once uh, when they had like a convention of Scottish people and I didn't know what bathroom to use because, you know, the dress thing. You know what I mean? You, you look at a little sign and there's that dress and you don't know if that's a kilt or that's a... So I didn't know which one was the male bathroom. So I was confused. I'm so glad that we've offended all Irish people Hopefully today. Right. I, I did guess right. I got... Yeah, my wife helped me out on that one. That was good. Awesome. Enough nonsense. Well, we, we got anything important to talk about? <laughs> well, I think we need to get you a kilt, first of all, and, and no make way. you wear it for that comment. Cause, uh, I'm kiltless and all the uh, All the Irish are, are coming out now. But I am not. Uh, for those listeners, our friends in Scotland that are, are downloading all this and listening, uh, we still love you. We just, <laughs> we do. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope they still love us after this show. <laughs> Let's pretend this never happened, shall we? We can pretend. Jason, how was life growing up for you? Yeah, I actually grew up in a suburb of Chicago called Brookfield. Um, there's a zoo down there, for those of you who know Chicagoland area. Um, but I grew up mm-hmm. in a Christian home, so I, I was exposed to the, the concept of Jesus fairly early. But it really didn't hit, hit the road for me until I was in junior high when one of my youth leaders had passed away kind of suddenly. And it really got me thinking about my own life. And what I was living for, because at his funeral, there was a lot of things that were remembered about his life. And it was very clear that that Jesus was a big role in his life. And I started thinking about my life and and really questioning, all right, if people if I were to die today, how would people remember me and what impact would I have? And Mm. that process kind of got me started thinking about the way that I was living my life. And and I just wanted to turn around and and everything I did, I wanted to to live for God. Um, And so even as a young age, I actually attended Silver Tranch as a camper, and that had a big role in, in, in formulating my life. Um, and so as I got older and into high school, I, I solidified that and started speaking out more, even at my school, um, for Jesus. And it was cool just to see the, the different responses that people had. That's awesome. So, well, we're going to take a quick break here. Remember the HopeNet Radio Tweetback is going on right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. That's HNRTB. Join the conversation with us. You can also email us your thoughts or your story to hope at hopenet360.com. We're going to take a break here on the show. We'll be back with more here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? 
Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show tonight. Jeff and DW, your host with you, Terry Kay's in studio, and Jason up at Silver Birch Ranch. We're glad you guys are a part of the show. Remember the tweet back is going on right now. The HopeNet tweet, tweet, the HopeNet tweet back. Try to say that five times fast. Say it, go ahead. Let's hear it. Go Try ahead. and do it five times. All right. HopeNet tweet back. HopeNet tweet back. Hope, no, it's HopeNet radio <laughs> tweet back. That's what it is. HopeNet radio tweet You're back. You're confusing, man. <laughs> Listen to me, listeners. HopeNet radio tweet back. H-N, hashtag HNRTB. There right, you go. Dave, you're a pro at this. This is amazing. Thank you. All right. Yeah, Yeah, it's a tweet back. It's the conversation that's going on right now on Twitter. So use the hashtag. Be a part of it. We would love to hear from you tonight. And follow us. You can follow Dave, myself, HopeNet Radio, Tara Kay is on there. Jason, do you have Twitter? I do. I do. Good. We're going to have to so join the conversation right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. It's a great day to be back on with you guys. And uh, like I said, we take we took a break, and now we're back in our second year kicking off HopeNet Radio. So we're glad that you guys have joined us tonight. Guys, I've been reading in the last couple of weeks, uh, this chapter in Proverbs uh, has just stuck out to me, and it's more based around leadership. I had an opportunity to speak a couple weeks ago at a school here in Green Bay, and we were just I was talking to about 20, 25 students uh, about leadership. And so I just got to thinking, you know, what do I what do I say to young people who are trying to figure out their purpose and their their own sense of leadership in their life? Some some like me when I was a teen, I was thinking, yeah, I'm probably going to be a leader like someday, you know, maybe I'll be a boss or a manager or own my own business or something, but uh, now I'm not really a leader. You know, as a teenager, you never really uh, there's few times where you actually feel like you're actually in leadership, but I think young people have more influence than they realize sometimes. I don't know. Do you guys agree with that? You know, absolutely. When you look at how we're made, we're, we're actually made to be followers, um, as we're called sheep. And we've talked about that on programs before. And, and really, people follow people. And that's one of the earliest lessons in the Bible, in the book of Job or anything else, that the, the very power of individuals in our lives. For sure. I remember growing up, I had two older siblings and... For about nine years, they were. I was the youngest, and then uh, I have a younger sister now. But I just remember my older sister, she was four years older than me, and I just wanted to do everything just like her. I wanted to wear her clothes. She had a boyfriend, and I just, without her, she got annoyed with me wanting to do everything just like her, but she didn't realize what kind of leadership she was portraying. Later on in life, she actually wrote me this really nice letter saying that she was sorry for the way that she treated me when we were younger because she recognized later on that she really was being a leader by default, even though she she was leading in one way or another, whether she chose to or not, just by being my older sister. And she realized that maybe she wasn't the best leader at the time, and now we have a great, we're, we're close, and we have a good friendship. But yeah, whether you realize it or not, you are leading in one way or another. True, and young people have influence. No matter who you are, you're always influencing someone in some way. And that might be odd to hear, especially if you're a young person. You're thinking nobody follows me. Nobody, I hardly have, I hardly have five followers on Twitter. You know, I'll, I don't know. I just, I don't see myself as a leader. And one of the things that I love about what Paul writes to Timothy is that message of don't let others look down on you because of your age. You know, just because you're young, you don't have to look at yourself as someone who isn't a leader. You can look at yourself as a leader. Yeah, you remember the Charles Barkley comment many years ago. Some some people don't even know who he is. A basketball player. And he did some really silly things. And he got up and he said, I am not a role model. You know, you parents need to be a role model. Yes. And I'm sitting there thinking, when he said I said, man, you don't understand. Yeah. You might be saying the same thing. That is one of the most self-centered things a person can say. Because believe it or not, we're made, we're wired a very particular way. And we're wired to look at what other people are doing. And when we are looking at somebody we admire, and who knows why they would admire whoever, uh, Charles Barkley, for example, for basketball or whatever it might be, then we are responsible to live in a way uh, that really shows people how to live. So I think we have to be very careful. Those that think they're not in leadership and just say, I don't want it, I didn't ask to be, you don't really have a choice. I mean, you're going to be whether you like it or not. And that, that could be a parent or a youth leader or anything else. And, uh, and I'm sure all of us have stories about that, but it's important to, to grasp that concept. 
you guys want to, if you get have your Bible or you got the Bible app on your phones or wherever you're at, pull up Proverbs 16 because there's some really good keys in there. And tonight I kind of want to talk about some of these different principles, uh, a few different words that kind of come to mind when I was thinking about what I'm going to speak to this group. And, and Dave, you can kind of share some reflection on these words if they mean something to you. But I broke it down to four P words, the four are purpose, passion, position, and perseverance. And looking at Proverbs 16, it's very clear, and the author of Proverbs talks about how God has made everything for its purpose. So in verse 4, the Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. That God made everything with purpose, even mosquitoes and manatees. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. God didn't make peeps, though man did. And but he gave man the skill to make them. That could be. But, you know, man does all kinds of things they shouldn't do. And you God said that. it was it is good. Yeah. But but here's one of the interesting things you're talking about, Jeff. Let me ask, basically, Jason's been all over the world here. Jason, do people struggle with purpose? I mean, do they struggle with it? Oh, absolutely. I think all the time, even as I interact with different people, it seems to be always the question of, you know, what, what am I doing here? What, why am I doing this? And I mean, even in Facebook nowadays, you look all over Facebook as, as you scroll down the news feed, which everybody does, you know, talking about following. We're always looking around to what, see what other people are doing. But, I mean, people are just screaming, like, what am, what am I doing here? I mean, for the last month, I've just been watching people throw ice over their heads, yep. you know, <laughs> looking, for, looking for something bigger than themselves. You right. know, so people are looking for something to live for. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Without God, let's say, let's, say, let's just wipe Bible, God out, um, and, and, and a lot of our nation has, a lot of the world has, actually. What's our purpose without God? I mean, how do you come to some conclusion? What, what is the purpose without God? You know, from a from a very humanistic approach, it would be to uh, to provide for a family to procreate, um, to you know bring life into this world. I mean, it, it's very primitive. So, what's the difference between you and a mushroom? Right. The yeah, of between happiness. you and a mushroom. I mean, really, a mushroom does the same happy. things, and and that's what confuses me when people are trying to figure out God, life without God. There are some people listening to us today that that, that are sitting there thinking. I don't know my purpose, but they don't have God as a part of it. And, and I don't know how to help them in that case, because really there is no purpose without God. We've got to go back to step one. It's interesting how the Bible in Genesis says, in the beginning, God. You know, not in the beginning, Jeff or Dave or Jason or Tara. You know, in the beginning, God. And, and we really need to be able to go back there. I, I love the idea of you talking about purpose, Jeff, because of the fact that I think that in many people's lives today, they are at a despair, the edge of despair, mm-hmm. because they have not understood that without God, they have no purpose, but they're trying to find it, and they can't find it, and it gets old, and they get go to despair. So I want to encourage our listeners, you know, if you're excluding God, it's time to start opening the door to who God is, and we can help you do that. In fact, there are live coaches available at HopeNet360.com, and we invite you to go talk to them about I Need to Find God and see where it goes. Yeah, and there's you know there's a lot of things going on this time of year. I mean, we just got back into the school year. Things are crazy. It's chaotic. There's a lot of nervousness. There's a lot of uncertainties. Maybe you're at a new school right now, and you're trying to figure out who the people are, where your classes are, your teacher, uh, getting the homework in on time. I mean, there's so many different variables at this time of year that it can just seem overall chaotic. And we lose focus in a lot of ways. We begin to focus on ourself. I see a lot of young people who just, you know, you get so overwhelmed with yourself that you're just, you're trying to focus all your attention on yourself. That You kind of just, you walk over people, you say things you don't mean. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of anxiety this time of year. And there's also then a lot of people, uh, young people included, that just kind of get in that mode of despair and just feeling overwhelmed and that this is not going to change. I just want to encourage you if you feel like you're in that spot where things are overwhelming, you're afraid things aren't going to change, you've made some mistakes already, it's okay. Just let's take a deep breath, let's step back, and let's refocus a little bit. And hopefully tonight we kind of do that a little bit with you. And this might be a show that you just come back and listen to later on the podcast. We do podcast every show. So you can visit HopeNet360.com or go on iTunes and download the podcast later on. Uh, we are going to take a quick break here on the show, but I just want to invite you to be a part of the HopeNet Radio Tweetback right now. It's going on on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. You can also email us your store if you want to share some more personal things in more than 140 characters characters to hope at hopenet360.com. We're going to take a quick break here on the show and we'll be back here with more on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. 
This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Glad that you've joined us. Remember to get in on the HopeNet Radio tweet back on Twitter right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Purpose, passion, position, and perseverance. Purpose is so important in life. And Dave, you and I have seen this over and over. And Tara, Jason, I know we're new. Uh, we have got a new relationship going on here, but I'm sure that you've talked to a lot of young people who are just searching in different ways for what their purpose is in life. And I feel like this is one of those key pieces in life that without a set purpose, without something that's a solid foundation, that's kind of your foundation is your purpose in life. Without that, you end up feeling hopeless. You end up feeling depressed. You find yourself discouraged, anxious. Proverbs 16, the verse that I threw out earlier, was that God makes everything for its purpose. God has done all that with purpose in mind. Even, like I said, mosquitoes and manatees, the two that I still can't figure out why he made those, but he did. He created those things, and I know it sounds goofy, but it's just a reality. And sharks. He made sharks. He made them to amuse you, He made sharks for Shark Week. You know, Satan would love us to believe the lie that God is random, Mm -hmm. and and he isn't. And if he's not random, then everything has a purpose. That's true. And so those that are trying to find their purpose without God will not find it. We've said this on the show a lot, Jeff. It's really the significance and security thing, those two things. We're trying to be purposeful or significant, but we're trying to do it in all the wrong ways sometimes without God. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I think, and Terry, you can uh, reflect on this possibly, this statement, but, but I really think what's happened is we are so used to people using us. Uh, in other words, television commercials, trying to get us to do something, car salesmen trying to get us to buy a car, we're, people using us you know, sexually or whatever it might be. We are so used to that. That when we are used well, we begin to feel purposeful, but that's not really purpose. And now we're in big trouble because we're trying to fill this purpose void with something that is a satanic lie, really. But in the in the short of it, we think we're okay. Is that accurate, Tara, in what, what you're seeing? Yeah, definitely. Working with um, human trafficking specifically, we find a lot of times people often ask me, why, if somebody had the ability to leave... Why wouldn't they just leave a situation or the trafficker? But what maybe they don't understand is that from the time that this person is recruited into human trafficking, they are told, you have a new name now, you have a new purpose, this is your purpose. Um, Your purpose is to make money by satisfying the desires of others, of other men. So they tell them, this is all that you're good for, you'll only ever be a prostitute, this is who you are, this is the only thing you're good for. So if you've been told that for so long... That's what you start believing. And I think that's true for anybody, even if not maybe a human trafficking victim for for anybody. If you believe the lies that the enemy has been telling you and he's been telling you them since day one, pretty much, because he doesn't want you to know the truth that um, he's going to make you believe that your purpose, that you're only maybe good for one thing or that you're just random, that you don't have a purpose. And we know that that's not true. But if you hear it so much and you hear it from media and um, that's what you're seeing all the time. It's easy to believe that. And it's difficult then to believe that, no, you were created, God created you for a specific purpose, for his purpose. Tara, tell me about horses. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were just talking about this really neat story, probably one of the most, the, the coolest illustration that I've ever seen of purpose and just the coolest presentation of the gospel I've ever seen, I think, was when I was in Las Vegas and I saw the um, national bullfighting uh, I had never been, I called it a rodeo, but this is how much I don't know. But um, they actually had a presentation at the end of the the bullfighting championship where they had their pastor, they have a rodeo pastor, um, who actually broke in a horse while we were watching. So for about 20 minutes, they had this horse come out and it was a fenced in area and the horse was just running around like crazy. And Jeremy Riddle was actually there playing music and Every couple of songs, the the trainer would illustrate what he was doing. And at first, the horse was completely running around like crazy. And slowly, the trainer would would comfort the horse, would look the horse in the eye, would attempt to ride the horse just bareback, but then would get off and, and look back in its eyes and then attempt eventually to put a, a harness on it or a saddle on it. And 
because the or how about a halter? A halter. There we go. You see, you guys know more about horses. I've rode a horse like once, yep. but there That's you fine. go. Um, but it was so neat because he would tell us that he was illustrating the this process to the audience, and he was telling us that this horse is running around running around wild because it's afraid of me, but. I know that it has a greater purpose. It doesn't It doesn't know that it has a greater purpose, but I know that it has so much purpose. If it would allow me to put a saddle on it, to slowly break it, Sweetly Broken was the song that Jeremy Riddle was singing, and it was so true. That was the best example I've ever seen of Sweetly Broken. You think of broken as being a bad thing, but broken in, in a way that God wants to break us of all of these things that we've been thinking that are wrong, that we don't have a purpose, and really show us that he loves us and he cares about us and he has a much greater purpose for for us if we just allow him to and if we trust him through that process of breaking down all the wrong things that we believed and allowing him to show us what our purpose is. Well, hey, you know what's funny is I used to break horses. Really? And, and I found that there's, yeah, there's, there's two ways that you can break a horse. Uh, sweetly broken like you described or with a two-by-four. I mean, either way... You can break a horse. And sometimes I think that's what God does with me, too. I mean, it, it, you know, I can learn things in a way that reflects the fact that God wants to love me and give me the best life and give me purpose and really respond to him. Or it's going to get pretty rough. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I can choose which way I want to go there. And I can remember very distinctly figuring that out once when I was in college as I was laying in the hospital getting put together again from some athletic injury. Thinking, God, do, do I always have to learn it the hard way? But, but our listeners need to understand you know, God loves you tremendously and wants you to be purposeful, significant, secure. And he can give that to you. But not if you ignore him. There's no way to do that. So uh, I hope that you can go to the Word and really figure this out. Go to this uh, Proverbs 16 and read it several times. Uh, but we invite you to understand the love of God. And that will make the huge difference in your life. You won't have to seek for purpose, I promise it. You will be given purpose without looking for it. Yeah, and some people, they search their entire life for purpose and meaning. Some people I've seen, they travel the whole world, and they go and search out the highest of heights and the lowest of the depths, and they've tried to find purpose and significance, maybe in nature, maybe in a different place, maybe running from their problems, and in their job, their career, their status, whatever it is, and it always ends up leaving them wanting more, that they're just, you're not satisfied after that high or that, that time where you feel like you haven't made it's just not enough. There's not enough stuff in this world that gives us true purpose and true meaning in life, except for the one that created it all. God made everything with a purpose. So the next thing, passion. I think this is one of those things that uh, we need to talk about a little bit more on what passion really is. You know, the the desire, what really burns in your heart to do or to be or to be like. And in Proverbs, it talks about this one thing that the heart of the man plans his way. But the Lord establishes his steps that you can have all the fire in your heart. You can have all the, the great ideas or the, the ambition to do something. But God's the one that organizes your steps and that it's always better. Again, in Proverbs further down in the chapter, it says better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. So whatever you're doing, whatever your purpose is and your passion is in life, that you do it with righteousness. Doing it right is so important to God. What gives somebody passion anyway? I think we're we're just wired with something with with a desire. Gives, I mean, some people are passionate about like peeps or something. I mean, what what gives you passion? I think you're more passionate about peeps than you think. <laughs> All right. Well, what gives me passion about that? I mean, what is it that causes somebody to just have passion about something? I, I really think that you know when you when you talk about passion and what you get excited for, it's really it's really using God's design and how we we fit in. You know, we all look for something bigger than ourselves. You know, sometimes we look for a sports team to, to fit in. Sometimes we look, um, you know, to our friends to fit in. But God's designed us. You know, we just got done talking about purpose. But once we find that 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 point in our lives where we fit in and, and the way that God has created us, we get excited about that. And that's where that passion comes because we're all gifted in different ways. And once we realize that we can plug in that giftedness, um, that's where that passion then comes from because that's how God designed it in the first place. Yeah. You, you know, I think misdirected passion is usually about me 
Yeah. Where, where real passion is about God and others. And, and I think that's a good evaluation tool. Why am I excited? Am I excited for me or am I excited for Jason hmm. and his family, whatever? I think that's a good little rule to check and, and find out what you're really, if it's really healthy or not. The definition of passion is a strong feeling of enthusiasm or excitement for something or about doing something. It's also an intense driving or overmastering feeling of conviction. So we're going to talk more about passion and get on with these points later on here in the show. Remember, you can always chat with the live coach anytime in the show. If you're dealing with something tonight, if you're going through something, we have live coaches available to talk to at HopeNet360.com. Just click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. Again, right now, the HopeNet Radio Tweetback is going on on Twitter. Join us there. Use the hashtag HNRTV. We'll be back with the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Jeff and DW, your hosts tonight, and we're glad to be kicking off this second year with you here on HopeNet Radio. Tara Kay is in studio with us, and Jason is a new guy hanging out with us. We're not, you're not going to be a new guy for long, Jason, are you? No, no. Hopefully I'll become a regular here, so yeah. He's an old guy now. I'm old. <laughs> it's true. You know, my, my son just turned one today. Oh, man. You know, and, and wow. time flies, I tell you. Did it's you make him flies. a cake? Not yet. My wife's at home right now making him a cake for him. Oh, I thought you made the cake. You know, Jason is like the premier cake maker if you ever need a cake made. Isn't that true? It's true. I have made some wedding cakes in the past. You have? And you've been in cake competitions, right? Uh, Well, culinary competitions. There you go. So, yeah, I actually won a few things back in the day. Yeah, culinary means what? Because I went to Chicago public schools. food, cooking. Very good. Cooking, yeah. All right. Well, he's a cooker guy. If, yeah. you, if you ever wonder. There you go. That's a great gift. My wife has the same gift. Uh, she did culinary school as well. So shout out to all culinary students out there. And all our college kids are back in college. So if you're catching this on the podcast, we're thankful that you guys subscribe and are a part of the show. Remember, you can always email us your story or your thoughts to hope at hopenet360.com. Also new this year, we're doing the HopeNet Radio tweet back on Twitter during the show and for an hour after the show is done. So if you want to go on Twitter and use the hashtag HNRTB, you can join the HopeNet Radio Tweetback right now. We're all hanging out, chatting. We're talking back and forth in 140 characters or less. It's really a lot of fun, isn't it, Tara? Yeah. What's a hashtag again? <laughs> What's a hashtag What's a hash- again? <laughs> it's like a hash brown. Yeah. It does look like a hash brown. You can talk to her later about that. Please tweet her and let her know what it is. <laughs> Somebody tweet me and teach me how to tweet. <laughs> you probably have to follow a hashtag to get their tweets. Uh-oh. I don't know. Hashtag. Anyway, tonight... It's a hashtag, yeah. hashtag. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we're back to school. We're in back-to-school mode. I'm not in school, uh, but I know a lot of your students are up at NBI, Dave. Share a little bit about what Nicolay Bible Institute is all about, if you would. You know, I'm so excited about our Nicolay Bible Institute. Every year we take about 30 students. We have 32 students. We don't want more than that. And we really spend 11 months with them. And they, they've obviously graduated from high school, most of them either right out of high school or, or close to that within a couple of years. And uh, they spend that 11 months with us learning the Bible and learning how to serve other people. And uh, they get mentored. They, they, they have classes. I get to teach the Bible doctrine classes and some others. It's, it's really a solid year. In fact, it is so powerful of a ministry that I just feel like, you know, God in, in my years right now, this is 47 years I've been here, and he's just given me uh, some of the tr- most tremendous fruit anybody could ask for. So I would encourage anyone listening, if you're in high school, senior in high school, or you're a freshman in college or something, and you're, you're just not uh, sure where you're going to go next year, um, check out Nicolay Bible Institute, and we would be glad to uh, talk to you about your future. It's exciting for me not because we fill it. It's exciting for me because I see the fruit in it and the importance of people being in God's Word. Jason, you can tell them a little bit about Silver Birch Ranch. Yeah, Silver Ranch, it's just a great place to be able to kind of check out and get away. You know, that's one thing I lo- I've loved over the years is even though we now have cell phone reception here, it's just a place for you to stop the mundane of everyday life and be able to get away from even the busyness of, of friends, family, you know, Facebook, and, and really just focus on your relationship with God, um, getting in the Word and being intentional because there's something to say about um, getting away. You know, it says, you know, be still and know that I am God. And yet in our world today, we're so busy. You know, we're tweeting, we're Facebooking, we're talking, we're chatting, we're always plugged in. 
And I think it's good to unplug sometimes and really take some time to really focus on our relationship with God. Absolutely. I know you're talking about your passion a little bit, especially working with NBI students, helping them understand their purpose, their meaning, understand theological principles, all that. Your passion, what, are, what other things are you really passionate about? What, what makes Dave Wager tick? You know what? The, the most passionate thing I have right now is, is just loving God. And I, and I don't mean that in a cliche way. Um, I absolutely love spending time with God and just getting to know him. And in that process, what, what happens is you become passionate about talking to others about who he is. It, it's not the other way around. I don't force myself. It's kind of like people have talked to me about, you know, you need to learn how to be um, evangelistic. You need to learn how to reach people for Christ, whatever. And, and my thought always goes to the fact that, you know, if you really love God and you spent time with him and you're passionate about just being with him, um, you don't need a class on telling other people about him. It's, it's like a Packer fan who's just a rabid Packer fan uh, going to a class to tell other people how to tell people about the Packers. I mean, you don't need that. You just start spilling it out. And I, I guess that's really what I'm most passionate about. Two things that God has said in the, in the Bible when he was asked about what Christianity was, he was asked and he said, you know, love the Lord your God and love each other. And what I have found as I spend time with God, it fuels me wanting to spend more time with him. And then as I spend time trying to make others successful, loving others, there is tremendous purpose, tremendous passion that begins to develop there because that's how I'm wired and that's how everyone's mm -hmm. wired. Uh, maybe not with the same gifts or whatever. I understand that. But those are the mm -hmm. things, Jeff, that really get me going is, is just spending time with God and then doing whatever it takes to get other people to spend time with God because I know it will change their future in a very good way. Tara, what's your passion? Um, singular? <laughs> that's a difficult thing. Um, well, do you have more than one? I do. Okay. I have a lot of passions. Um, okay. What are they? Well, one of the one of my... Um, greatest passions probably if people would ask what what do you specifically know about me i love to um i love to have discussions about god for sure that's one of my passions um one of the things i really find um helps me a lot is understanding principles about god with things that happen in my daily life like i think god speaks to me in my own parables in a way like he speaks to me through things that happen in my life. And one of the things I'm really passionate about is dance. I love to dance. So I just started doing ballroom dance and God's been sharing with me a lot recently about what I've been learning in ballroom dance, because it requires you to have a partner and I've never used to do dance growing up, but I never did a partner dance. And he's been showing me that's how our relationship is like with him is that you have to, you have to follow a lead and sometimes my teacher says to me, hey, you're, you're, who is the leader here? You're getting a little ahead of me. Once I know the move, I, I kind of get ahead. I kind of anticipate. And God's been showing me that's what our relationship is like with him, too. When we follow him for every step, it turns out to be the most beautiful dance. Our life is like a beautiful dance. And yet sometimes we might get ahead of him. You know, in life, if we do that. It's not like everything comes crashing down to an end. I kind of thought that for a while. It felt like everything was just over because I had gotten ahead. And I thought, where is God? What's going on? And God was just showing me, no, in dance, when we kind of maybe mess up a little bit, all we do is we go back to the start and we start over again. Hmm. And we just keep going. We go back to the basic and we start and we do the move again. And so it just really has been cool that God has been speaking to me through um, some other things that I am passionate about in life. One of the things that I've always loved, and I think it, it goes back to even my experiences as a young person and just that, you know, we, we talked about following, you know, and I looked up to people in my life. And um, after my, my youth leader passed away, I really just developed a passion to want other people, especially young people, to, to understand what Jesus has done for them. So um, as I've grown up, like one of my passions is just communicating that with young people. Um, and even with the youth group that I help out here, um, you know, they see my passion when I speak, you know, there, there's a joke going around that I got a splash zone, you know, and so a lot of people don't sit in the front row when I speak, um, just because I get so excited and start spitting. Um, not in a bad sense, but, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as, as I live, you know, it's just like, once you realize God's purpose for your life, you, you get more passionate about it. And the more you, you express that in your life, the more excited you get and you want to share that with people. You know, so I love that, you know, and, and apart from that, you know, I love board games, too. Um, I'm a very competitive person, you know, uh, <laughs> and so I, I get into that. So that's more of a practical thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'll be I'll be I'll come out of the closet here. You know, I'm an, I'm an avid Bears fan, you know, 
So Uh-oh. we had we had to replace Kyle we somehow. We replace one Bears fan with yeah, another. We had to replace Kyle. At least he doesn't like wow. peeps. There's not two things going. Yeah. He needs to take the class on how to be a passionate Packer fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, brother, that that's a bold confession on your first show. I'm yeah. I'm uh, well, having second thoughts. You know how many here. radios just went off? <laughs> I talked earlier about yeah. I talked earlier about lightness into darkness, and so I got to be light here in the darkness. Oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> we'll see what kind of light you're shining next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, far as far as passions go, we're all wired for different things. I mean, for me, yeah, I love conversations. I, I love being around people and, and talking about who God is, what He's done in my life, and sharing my story. I like sports. I'm, personally, I grew up playing uh, soccer when I was you know when I was younger, and I still play when I can today. And uh, I also love being a dad. I love being a husband. I love you know being a family guy. I love my family. So there's a degree of passion there. I love uh, being creative and doing some design stuff and, and using those gifts in different ways. So I'm also musically inclined. I don't know if you know this, but I play drums, which some people think is not an instrument. But I tell you, if there's a way that it can be used, I can find a way to make it an instrument. So uh, it's one of those things. We all have different passions. We're all wired differently. And it's okay to be different. It's okay to realize that you're not going to be like Joe or Bill or or Dave or Susie or whoever. You're you, and you're unique. And God made you with purpose. He made you with a passion in your heart to give him glory. That's ultimately what we're, that's the chief end of man is to give God glory. So whatever you do, whatever you're going to do in your life, whether it's going to be serving God in a ministry capacity and, and all that, or if it's just going to be working a job or your own business or whatever, whatever you're going to do, work at it with all your heart is working for the Lord. That's the way that I approach it. So we're going to talk more about this. We're going to take a break here on the show. Remember to chat with the live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. Get in on the HopeNet radio tweet back at HNRTB. That's the hashtag HNRTB on Twitter. We'll be back here on HopeNet radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. We've talked about purpose and our passion, and now we're going to move on to this conversation of position and what it's about. Jeff and DW with you tonight, Tara Kay in studio, and Jason as well. Some new voices, some that you maybe haven't heard in a while. We're glad to be kicking off this second year with you tonight. Remember to visit our website, hopenet360.com, especially if you need to chat with a live coach about something going on in life. Maybe you've had a difficult week and you're just stressing out. You're just needing some kind of perspective in life. There are live coaches right now at hopenet360.com. So tonight, guys, we've been talking about some core principle things to kick off this school year. Some of you guys are back in school. Some of you are listening on the podcast, and that's all awesome. And uh, we're just trying to give you some kind of pointers, some things that are really going to help you with some of those foundational things in setting your year off right. I talked to a a group of young people about these different things, your purpose, kind of what makes you tick. God has given every single one of us purpose, and it's to give him praise, him glory. Uh, He's given us a passion. So we all are wired differently. We all have a passion. And Dave, Jason, Tara, we've all talked about our different passions, and we would love to hear yours on the HopeNet Radio Tweetback right now use the hashtag hnrtb share your passion share what you love to do share what if you could do anything for the rest of your life you had all the money in the world you had all the resources at your fingertips what would you do what would you be what would you become we'd love to hear from you on that so Dave, I want to talk a little bit more about this idea of position and what this means for a person's life and when i think about position what i mean by that is you have to set your feet in the direction that you want to go you have to set kind of like in sports dave you, you you're on a basketball team or a football team and you're in the middle of a game and the game's on the line and you have to be in the right position at the right time sometimes in life we get out of position don't we you know we do and 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 there's two things when you talk that way jeff that i think of you know first of all you need to actually be on the team to have a position that's going to matter there are some people listening to us today that that you know they're confused a little bit about what we've been talking about They, they still don't have uh, any purpose, really, because they don't have God, and they need to get that straightened out. And we do invite you to go to a live coach, hopenet360.com, and talk to him about that. But you have to be on the team. You have to be in God's team. It, actually, God wants us on the team. He does not want to keep us off. He wants us to be in his family, and you need to respond to him on that by understanding his love through Jesus Christ who died for you. So that's the first position is you need to be on the team. But just as uh, I, I was playing college football, I was on the team as a freshman, then you have to learn what your role is on the team, and that's a position that you need to hold. I happen to be a defensive end when I played. In position for defensive end, like anybody, there are certain uh, uh, areas that you have to protect. 
And if you don't protect them, you're in trouble. You need to be in the right spot at the right time. And one of the things that I was really guilty of as an early football player was I did something they called opening up, which simply meant that I would turn my body open in a way where a big guy running at me would hit me and I would go down. Uh, you can't open yourself up or you're going to be in trouble. You need to close. You need to make sure that when somebody hits you, you can take the hit and stay standing. And that's a different position. And, and when you say position, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I, I think what we need to be able to do is position ourselves. First, if we're on the team, we need to position ourselves by listening to the coach who will help us because the coach studies us. He studies how we interact. He studies how we move. He studies what we need to do and then tells us, here's what you need to do to be successful. And that's God. And that's his, his word. And, and so as I position myself right, when those really tough moments come, I can take them on and I don't go down. And then I'm actually an active member on the team because if I blow my position, in other words, I'm not there anymore, what happens is there's these really big linemen that are downfield on the little guys. And they are wiping them out. See, I'm supposed to take those guys out so that they don't have that problem. And all of a sudden, the problem multiplies. And, I, and I'm not sure if our listeners are following, but you can see how in life that happens. If you don't know God, you're not on the team, you're not in position, and you're hoping that, boy, things work out well. Well, you know, it's not going to. you got to get on the team. you got to know your position. And then you've got to start listening to the coach so you stay in the position so you can be very purposeful and significant in the whole game. That was a great analogy. I've never thought about it that way before, Dave. So that was a good analogy. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, how different players sometimes play different positions, too. I think um, God's been teaching me a lot about being open to playing different positions on the team sometimes, that not one position is more important than the other. Um, sometimes we get stuck in a certain way or we think, you know, I think, God had directed me to go into ministry, but I think for a while I thought I was really excited about that and I was listening to what the next step should be. But I think for a while I kind of took it and went, thanks, God. Okay, I'll go and, and do do what I think I should do. And not that he wasn't there with me, but I think I had took it and made the position. I didn't listen to the coach per se, you know, For <laughs> and, and then it doesn't work. The rest of the team is kind of thrown off because um, you have to be consistently listening to what the coach wants us to do. And, um, and then when that happens, um, it's not the end of the world I learned, but sometimes maybe he has a change in position and that, um, we have to be open to that because if we're kind of stuck in one mindset, we don't know that maybe there's more that he has for us somewhere else. And if we're so stuck in what we kind of had done at first, then we're not open to the things, maybe new things that he would have for us. You know, the verse that says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Mm -hmm. Commit your work to that to that coach who really knows and, and and he will make sure that you're in the right position if you've done that he will make sure see all i had to do was listen to those coaches i remember my junior year i got voted number one player in the state of illinois in in our division whatever it was and and what was very interesting is i i didn't have the stats i didn't have the but my coach had this smile on his face he shook my hand and i remember looking at him saying why me i mean really and he just looked at me and said because you listen to the coach i mean they knew what to do and, and, and I didn't. But if I positioned myself so that I would listen to them, they knew where to put me. And all I had to do was listen. And I thought, that's a lot easier than I was making it. I used to take the whole burden on myself. I have to change the world. I have to take on the whole team. I have to do this. No, just do what we ask you to do because we have the eye on the other 10 guys too. And if everybody will position themselves where they belong, great things will happen. And we will win this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's not always an easy thing. And our next, really, the next key part of leading a life that honors God and that has you know the purpose, the passion, the position. When we get those things figured out, we kind of get to the point. I think every great leader gets to that point where they get into what I would consider the fire, and that's it's more of a purifying fire. But it's a part in your life where things get really difficult where you, you don't feel like being on the team anymore. You feel like just giving up because it's too hard or the road ahead just seems impossible. And so this idea of perseverance, Paul talks about persevering, you know, to keep on running the good race, finish the race strong. 
And in life, we come up to these points in in our days. Sometimes our just our minutes, every minute that we have, just seems like a, a constant battle, and we feel like giving up. Like this is just not worth it anymore. And every great leader gets to those moments where they just feel like, okay, this is impossible. I must be I'm I must not be hearing from God anymore because this is not working out the way I thought. And every great leader has to determine if this is something that okay, has God called me to this, and if He's called you to doing it then there's an element of persevering. It's going through the fire, not going around the fire, not turning back and heading the opposite way. It's going through that fire, this whole idea of perseverance. Um, this is one of those words that means a lot to me in my own life. I feel like my life, not in, in a lot of ways, you know, I've actually been very blessed in my life and not had a lot of obstacles, but I was born, I shared this story with a, a group of students that I was talking to about this, um, that I was born with one kidney. Well, I was born with two kidneys. I was born with one that was defective and one that was totally normal and functioning fine. And after a while, you know, it, it finally went, it kind of, I don't even know if it's still in my body, to be honest. I don't know where it went, but doctors couldn't find it later on. But as I was in this in this hospital room in the ICU when I was uh, just first born, uh, they weren't sure if I was going to survive. And, you know, it's interesting, but our bodies are created to fight. We're created to live. We're created to persevere. And so from the very get-go, I was persevering, you know, in just moment to moment. You know, I was hooked up to a bouncer bed sort of sort of situation. And you, I know, Dave, you've got some, you know, stories of just how you've persevered through a lot of different trials, a lot of different things. But as you, know, as you go on in life, you find these difficult moments where you just have to persevere through them. And uh, Dave, what do you think about that? Is, is, this, is this a true thing for all leaders? It is. And you know what? It's interesting because it's all tied together. If, if you don't understand your purpose because you don't have God, then you don't have the right position and you're not going to be in the right position. And if you're not in the right position, then, then your passion is going to be about something else. It, it isn't going to be about what you should have it about. When I was on the football field, the same thing. I, I got a passion for sacking the quarterback, hmm. but, but that wasn't always my job. I needed to have a passion for listening to the coach and staying where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the whole team suffers. And, and when you have misplaced passion, no purpose, no position, and misplaced passion, you end up not even wanting to persevere because there's nothing you're persevering for. So, so those that don't want to hang tough, it's probably because you don't have purpose, you don't have God, you don't have the position, your passion's off, we need to correct those, your perseverance will take care of itself. All right, we're going to take a break here on the show. Join the HopeNet Radio tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB on Twitter. Also chat with the live coach if you need to at HopeNet360.com. There's more coming here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Glad you've joined us tonight as we're wrapping up the show. We're chatting about our purpose, our passion, our position, and finally our perseverance, what it takes to get through the fire and to go through difficult moments. So, Jason, as we're talking in the break, you know, we're talking about perseverance, this big word. Any, anything in your life that you've had to come, you've had to really go through the fire on personally? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just in general, when you face perseverance, it's really, you got to coach yourself. You know, you got to remind yourself, almost as Dave was going back, you got to remind yourself of what, what the key is, what the voice is that you need to listen to, and, and just remind yourself of that, and even bring back to mind the things that the coach is saying. And, and just a practical application in my life, a couple of years ago, uh, when I was in Northern Ireland as a missionary, I, me and a couple other people, I don't know why, but decided to run a marathon in Belfast. Um, and I'm not a runner at all. And so... In kilts? Yeah, in kilts. Wow. Um, it actually might have been. No, that would have been fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, running the race, you know, like, I'm not a runner, so I didn't do the training that I was, it probably should have done. Um, the most I ran before the marathon was like 12 miles or so, and a marathon is 26.2, for those of you who don't know. It's a long ways. So I'm, I'm running, you know, and I'm running, and and I just, honestly, like, it was hard, you know, and, and they talk about hitting a wall. Well, I hit my wall early. Like, I hit mile 11. <laughs> I was, like, ready to be done. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't even halfway. I'm like, all right, God, you know, what what is going on? And in that moment, I had a choice. I had a choice to allow all of the temptation just to give up and quit. Or I could start remembering the things that the coach was saying, you know, and really remember the, the end in mind. Because I think in life sometimes we forget that, that, that we're living for eternity here. Um, and in that sense, it was, it was doing it for the race. You know, I wanted to get to that finish line. And so I just pushed through it and I said, you know what? God has given me a body that can do this. So I kept running. And let me tell you, the, the moment I finished that, that, that finish line, 
you know, it was overwhelming. Like I started, I started tearing up and crying just because I was able to accomplish it and stick to it, you know? And so I think a lot of times God uses perseverance in our lives, you know, to, to help us grow and to trust in him and to remember the things that he's been teaching us. Um, and that it's in those moments that we actually have to, you know, make the rubber meet the road and put it into action. Yeah, you know, you, you said something there, Jason. It's so critical. You said, you know, you had to get the end in mind again. It, if our listeners right now are saying, you know, I just have no perseverance. I have no, you, you know, I want to I suggest that they go back and look at the end and, and understand that they need to keep the end in mind. Those people who don't have the end in mind are not willing to sacrifice anything because it's only the now that they have in mind. And, and once you sacrifice the end, there's no perseverance because there's no reason to do it. I remember hearing an analogy, maybe in a sermon one time, about battle. I, I thought when I went through the fire, I kind of felt like there was something wrong with me because I was always a strong leader. And then when I faced challenges, I just felt like, well, maybe I wasn't really supposed to do this. Maybe I wasn't supposed to be in ministry. And then I... Um, had other people around me in ministry start telling me all of the challenges that they had faced. And I was just shocked because I felt like I was the only one. And I felt like that this was God's way of telling me I shouldn't be in leadership anymore. And I remember this analogy of a battle. And it was, if you if a warrior didn't have any wounds, then that meant they were never in the battle. So I kind of felt maybe ashamed of my wound, but realized that if you were in the battle in the first place, you wouldn't have any wounds. So wounds aren't a bad thing. They are um, indications that you've been willing to step forward in faith and to fight and to persevere. And you've made it through because um, you have that wound. So I would much rather have that wound than be still sitting on the sidelines too afraid to step out and step into the battle. Yeah, and I almost think it's it's like a circle thing, you know, because as you persevere, it gives you, it almost feeds back into the beginning, you know, as we've mm-hmm. been talking about these four Ps, like the more I persevere, the more I keep that end goal in mind. And so then it, it reassures my purpose, you know, and gets me more passionate about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it because I know what I'm doing this for. And and even as we, as we persevere then, it helps us adjust our position so that we learn along the way how can I best do this? How can I, you know, and and so it's almost like a cycle. You know, the more we persevere, the more that we grow and get more passionate and get more purpose so that we can live for that end in mind. I think of perseverance. Perseverance isn't always a moving forward kind of an approach. Sometimes perseverance is just holding on or sometimes even taking a step back and looking at our life and saying, okay, do I need to refocus in this area, the little areas that I have in my life? You know, some of those things, because perseverance to me isn't always clear cut. You know, the path isn't always easy. It gets dark. It gets sometimes scary. Sometimes it's just downright scary where you don't feel like going on, that you feel like if you keep doing what you're doing, it's going to cause more harm in the long run. I know just in my own personal life where you get to those moments where you just, you you feel so overwhelmed. You know, there's like, which direction am I going to go here? You know, one season comes to an end. And, and Dave, we talk a lot about seasons, how you don't really know what to do in the season until you actually get there. And I think it's just, it's important to realize if you're in that moment right now where you're in a new season of life and you feel like it's overwhelming and that you you just have no idea where to go and, and how to approach it. I just I want to encourage you to to just hold on to the one who knows, who sees that entire plan. And if you need to chat right now, there's a live coach over at HopeNet360.com who would love to just talk to you and give some perspective to hear what's going on in your life and maybe point out some of those things. Maybe there's small things that you're doing that just need a little tweaking. Or maybe it's actually making a big decision. Maybe it's hanging up the thing that's really comfortable that you've been doing and you know that God has been calling you to do something greater for him, that you've got to actually set your feet in a totally different direction and, and just take that step of faith. You know, and I think a lot of times in life, it's more about steps of faith. Is it not, Tara? Definitely. I think back to the that story that Jason was telling about the marathon. And when I was going through the fire, people who had gone through the fire as well would say to me, this isn't the end. Keep going. Mm-hmm. And maybe you just have to take a step back for now. And to me, that felt like the end. But a friend had said to me, you know, it's ministry and life isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. I don't run at all either, but in order you had to pace yourself in a way. And I just was always sprinting and felt like if things weren't happening, then, then something was wrong. And I didn't realize until then that he was right. I mean, it's, it's a journey and it's like a marathon. You have to pace yourself. And sometimes that means taking a little bit of a step back or a, a rest for a while to regroup, to be able to 
continue to go for the long haul instead of just sprint, give it all you got, and then at the end you're done. But at the it's just short lived, you know. With a marathon, it's really for the long haul. It's life. It's keeping eternity in mind and. And it's okay to take a step back sometimes. And sometimes you just need that reminder. You need people in your life to just remind you it's about eternity. It's about the end of the race. And so that's what's really great about the live coaches too is like sometimes it might not be a big issue that you have really in your life right now. But sometimes you just need to reach out to someone and have that person there to remind you. Just keep going. Keep the end in mind. It's about eternity. And that's all That's all that you really need is just somebody there to remind you that. Yeah. Perseverance is hanging on to what you know to be right and true and continuing to fight. That's really what perseverance is all about. When you have your purpose lined up, when you have your passion figured out, you know, to where where you're developing that passion, where you're tweaking it, where you're refining it, that's kind of a continual process. But if you have your position figured out, you're on the team, you're in God's family, all those things are in place. The perseverance thing actually becomes a joy rather than a pain. You know, it's it's knowing that God has the whole picture in mind. It's knowing that, you know, when you talk about the fruit of the Spirit, how the, the Spirit works in our life, it brings about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. These are all things that we need to exemplify and apply in our own lives. But without God in that situation, without God in our life and having, you know, lordship in our life, not just being a friend, you know, Jesus is a friend kind of a thing, without having that established makes it really hard to persevere because then you're trusting in yourself. You're trusting in maybe how others appear, you know, how you appear to other people. Maybe you're trusting in others' opinions of you or maybe your status, maybe the car you drive, maybe, you know, the job you're at, whatever it is. I mean, you're finding, you're trying to find significance and security in things of this world. And those things will ultimately fail you one day. That's so true. And I think we talk about fighting, you know, sometimes I think, well, what exactly are we fighting for? Do we, do we mean, does it mean that everyday life has to be a battle? No, it's just that from day one, we saw that the enemy came in and tried to put wrong thoughts in Eve's mind. He said, did God really say, Mm -hmm. and she needed to be prepared because, and we do, because as soon as we position ourselves and listen to our coach, there's going to be the enemy there. That's going to say, did your coach really say, so that's why, that's what we mean when we're talking about the fight and the battle of just keeping holding on to what we know to be true. Yep. All right, well, we're going to hang up the show here tonight. Glad that you've joined us. Remember, you can always catch the podcast at HopeNet360.com or on iTunes. Just search for HopeNet Radio. Again, remember the live HopeNet Radio tweetback is going on right now for the next hour after the show. So go to Twitter.com and follow us there, the hashtag HNRTB. Everything can be found at HopeNet360.com, and we'll see you guys online and next week. See you later.